It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Now introducing the sound from the ghetto. He double and too short. What the fuck you thought? I come with the ruckus. It's my thing when I swing. I'm born to Mac. Always strapped with the black gap. Who out there? I swear, boy, you want to get touched. Roll up and cut the slug to the chest. So duck. I talk the talk. Walk the walk now, nigga. 500S driving with hand on trigger. Crazy loot I stack. Check my track record. Everything I touch is gold since 18 years old. So what that means? I rolled the blunt and pumped the endo smoke in it. I trip in a minute. Crazy hoes be docking me cause I be rocking B. Sewing up like Monopoly. Nobody's stopping me. Dig it. Funk the fire like Brat. How's that? I stick a move on tracks while I smoking 20 sacks. Who said the E can't rock? That's bullshit. Suck my dick and get the big fat lick of my balls. You wanna brawl? Punk, I thought not. You might get beat down and stomp like Sasquatch. Your girl, like he sweat. I wanna fuck her. Suck or already stuck her. Huh, I got robbers to make your whole head swell up. Here's an ice pack. Homeboy, shut the hell up. I rock the mic, but too short. Y'all niggas know what's happening. Everything he touched goes platinum. Aye, I made a half a million in the week, and every nigga on the street got a tape playing me. You can't believe it. Eric Sermon rolling with short. Rode from California all the way to New York, and Big Ben's G hooked it up. Now we trying to squash all that East West stuff. We spent years in the studio making funky tracks. Signed a bunch of niggas with some tight ass raps it's like father dime it's like keith murray make a millionaires but it ain't no hurry cause we all in it for the long run i won't leave the studio until the song's done and ain't nothing really hard about getting my cash a big fat house with a million stash you other niggas got this rap game distorted giving dats to the label straight getting shorted claim you're getting paid but i can't tell you keep rapping in my ear got me mad as hell you talk a good game but i don't believe in you you smoke a lot of blunts but i got more weed than you i guess i see you on the charts in the meanwhile another face in the crowd but some freestyles Wishing you could be in the light. Promoters pay me 10 G's just to breathe on the mic, bitch. Show dog putting it down with the E double. You remind me of my fat gold chain. Some of y'all are just small change. Three of us with true, true game. Uh, yeah. Dig this, y'all. My music is dangerous. Atomic dog coming through the smoke with short doors. Uh. Quick with the trick, Jack, be nimble. Uh. I shoot like G-Mob, those looking through my window. Chick, chick, pow. How you like me now? The man in the mirror, it don't get no clearer. Yeah. Chuck dog and E-Double and Bree, we roll thick. That's like right. girls in CAU with the good power, you. Ow. Money is the key to fame. So I can live it up with the girls on Soul Train. Uh. The impact, Major League Dola. Like Dave Justice, your breed, short dog, show him how we bust this. Like some true pioneers, don't forget it. What? Put the money on the table, let's split it. We got enough G's here to make us both happy. Tell the feds we ain't running no coke factory. It's short dog, the real pimp of the century. Girls get wet every time somebody mention me. I was known for my Mackin' back in 84. I want it all, that's what I keep stacking for. Have things that a rapper never dreamed of having. And I can tell him how to get it. Just keep rapping. Life's a battle. Can't afford to lose, son. 
Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Welcome in to another edition of the HBCU Report for Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. It is Cinco de Mayo. Yes, sir. Hope you guys are uh, staying thirsty. Well, rather, I hope you all are quenching your thirst. But remember, libation in moderation. Remember that. Y'all go wake up in the morning with a terrible headache. That's tequila, boy, trying to tell you. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And remember, when we're not here, we are there. There is SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. If you missed uh, last week's edition of the HBCU Report, we were out Saturday. Uh, but last Tuesday, we were joined by Florida A&M University head football coach Willie Simmons. And Thursday, we were joined by Latrell Scott, the head football coach of Norfolk State University so you can go back relive any of those moments 24-7 on demand via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. All right. So last night, man, had a great conversation with some of the brighter minds uh, that cover HBCU sports. Shouts out to Michael Coker, Ken Rashad, uh, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, Trevon Jones, uh, Charles Bishop, Brian Fulford, and Ty Miller. Man, we had a great conversation last night. And uh, you guys just uh, be looking forward to something really, really big uh, in the works in regards to HBCU coverage and all of that great stuff. All right. So, man, let me tell you uh, what happened Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, uh, the last dance happened. Of course, uh, we got to see uh, the next two installments. And I, I keep saying, man, every week this thing gets better and better. Um, you know, we had the um, tribute to Kobe Bryant during the last dance Sunday. Uh, not really a tribute, but we got to see Kobe and it was just so unreal, man. It, it's it's still hard to believe, ladies and gentlemen, that Kobe being Bryant is no longer with us, man. It, it's just so unbelievable. And, and seeing him in the last dance uh, Sunday just kind of brought it all back, man. And uh, Michael Jordan, Jesus Christ. I mean, we already knew the man was great. But watching his last dance just kind of makes you uh, remember uh, how great he really was. You know, not to take anything away from Kobe or LeBron James, uh, but Michael Jordan was just a different kind of guy. He was just a a really, really different kind of athlete. You know, I mean, we know he was a dog, but Jesus Christ, I mean, the the uh, chip that, that he always wore on his shoulder in regards to anything, anything and anybody. I mean, they were talking about uh, the NBA Finals matchup against the Phoenix Suns uh, when Charles Barkley was the MVP and Jordan was like, yeah, well, I, I just had to go ahead and just do him because I was kind of upset because I thought that I should have won MVP. Went back, looked at the numbers. Everybody had some really good numbers that were in the running. It was uh, Barkley, uh, Jordan, Akeem Olajuwon and Dominique Wilkins. Everybody had really, really great numbers that year. Um, but Michael Jordan, man, you know, I look, I, I try, I've tried to walk around with a chip on my shoulder as like motivation, but that don't really work for me. But some people it works really, really well for. And clearly Michael Jordan uh, was one of those guys that that chip on the shoulder really, really worked for him. A couple of other news and notes. Uh, Erica Badu and Jill Scott 
going to face off on Versus this Saturday. Oh, my God. Man, it's going to be a good one. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Erica on and on by dude taking on Jilly from Philly. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this. I cannot wait. You know, a lot of these uh, Versus battles, uh, you know, have been highly anticipated. But this right here, the Queens. The Queens are coming out to play uh, this Saturday. So you got to make sure that uh, that you're somewhere sitting you got to be man you can't be driving trying to watch this jillian erica badu battle this thing is going to be uh epic that's all i know and and while we're talking about music uh coming up sunday i mentioned this last week uh babyface uh on the heels of his versus battle with teddy riley he's caught the bug ladies and gentlemen and so coming up sunday which is mother's day uh he's going to do a breakdown of the soundtrack from waiting to exhale and so that should be really, really nice. And so uh, if you're going to be with mom or whatnot, this might be, you know, something for you all to check out. So uh, that is happening Saturday. So we've got Erica Badu and Jill Scott Saturday night on Versus. And then Sunday, we've got Baby Babyface. And I guess he's going to do it on on his Instagram. I guess so. They don't have their information right here. So I'm guessing he's going to do it on his Instagram. All right. So just be on the lookout for that. Uh, but coming up on tonight's show, man, got another great one for you, man. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to be joined by Benedict College first year head coach, Chennis Berry. Uh, going to chop it up with him, see what his plans are uh, for the Benedict Tigers now that uh, he's taking over for a legend, Mike White, an SIAC legend. And so uh, that comes up. Uh, in the next segment. But really quick, let's take a look back in 1996, a year that I know really, really well. Man, that was my senior year in high school, and they kicked out my freshman year at Alabama State University. Woo, woo, woo. 1996 was a damn good year, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It was September 29th of 1996 that the Nintendo 64 was released. I love that game system. You know, if you're a gamer, you might remember uh, my favorite game on the N64 was James Bond GoldenEye 007. Oh, my God. That was that was one of the first um, first person shooter games that I can remember. Um, And it was it was phenomenal. I I almost wish that uh, PS or Xbox or somebody would actually reboot that franchise because the 007 uh, GoldenEye was unbelievable. Uh, In music, All Eyes on Me, the fourth studio album by Tupac Shakur was released February 13th of 1996 on Death Row and Interscope Records. And Legal Drug Money, the debut album by hip-hop group Lost Boys featuring Mr. Cheeks, Freaky Ty, Spig Nice, and Pretty Lou was released June 4th, 1996. At the box office, November 15th, Space Jam starring Michael Jordan, uh, Theresa Randall and Bill Murray hit theaters and Sunset Park starring Rio Perlman and rapper Fredro Starr hit box offices and in sports. It was July 7th of 1996 that wrestler Hulk Hogan became a villain and formed the New World Order along with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Now, if you're a wrestling fan, you know that thing changed the landscape of wrestling for a long time. A long, long time. (laughs) Great times. 1996. All right, so coming up, as promised in the next segment, we will be joined by Benedict College first-year head coach Chennis Berry. All of that and more comes up in a matter of minutes. This is the HBCU Report. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that that doesn't work. I'm I'm busy then. Decline. Decline. 
Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit GEMA.GA.gov. Brought to you by GEMHSA, Ready Georgia, FEMA, and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line with Norfolk State University's own Latrell Scott. In your opinion, what is the, the biggest misnomer about those four letters, HBCU? There are a lot of people that are in the media and in broadcast that have never been to an HBCU campus, and they don't really understand or know why HBCUs actually exist. Uh, you know, you deal with some from a generation that don't know who Walter Payton is and who Jerry Rice is and, and, and some, of the, some of the greats in the game. So, you know, if, if you never had to deal with Virginia Union or Virginia State or Norfolk State or Rambling or, or those programs, if you don't know what those programs represent, you just tend to kind of lump them in a box saying, okay, HBCUs are, are, are not on the same par as some of the SGS programs because uh, we, we're a special entity and, and I don't think that people thought the HBCUs would be around this long and we're still here. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Kicking off the second segment of tonight's show, Tupac and Dr. Dre right there, California Love. And I'm telling you, all eyes on me, 1996. Oh, my God. In my opinion, this was probably the, the hottest album of 1996. Tupac dropped a double album on them. And what a lot of people didn't pay attention to was that disc one was more of a like West Side disc. And then disc two was more East Coast. Man, great album, great album, great album. 1996. Yes, yes, yes. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. And as promised, we are being joined on the line right now by the first-year head coach of the Benedict College Tigers, talking about my guy, Chennis Berry. First of all, Coach Berry, welcome to the HBCU Report. Thank you guys for having me on your show. 
Not a problem, man. So I know that you are no stranger to the SIAC. Um, let's let's just go back to the most recent SIA school that you were a uh, part of, program that you were part of, which was at Fort Valley. So uh, let's start with after you left Fort Valley. Once I left uh, the SIAC at that time, I went to the MEAC, and I spent three years at North Carolina A&T from 03 to 05, and then I went on to be the offense coordinator at Morgan State University uh, from 06 to 08. Then I went back to North Carolina A&T in 2009 and 10. And then I uh, was able to bless to go to the nation's capital, to Howard University. I was there coaching uh, as a co-offensive coordinator from 2011 and 2012 season. And then from there, I went to uh, uh, Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where I spent seven seasons uh, from 2013 season uh, to this past season, 2019. And now I'm the head football coach at Benedict College. Uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm excited to be there. Yeah, well, see, it was that last school that I almost kept you off this show because, see, I'm a Bama State Hornet. So when they told me that you were the, the former <laughs> assistant head coach of Southern, I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. He can't come on here. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. There's some good times at uh, Alabama State, man. Last time I checked, man, I'm undefeated against Alabama State. I'm man. sure you so, are. I don't I'm know sure. if you want to bring. I don't know if you want to bring up them Horners around me. Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God, yeah, man. Hey. I'm sure you are undefeated. It's a lot of teams that right now that's undefeated against Bama State, but that's that's another story. So, all right. So, so um, you know, you're replacing you're replacing a, co- a coaching legend and Mike White. You know, Mike White um, really uh, you know planted his seed down at Albany State before uh, going to Benedict College. Um, so, what are your your aspirations? What are some of the first things uh, that you did once you got the job in preparation for the upcoming season? First and foremost, uh, you know, I do know Coach Mike White well. Uh, being a product of the SIC, spent a lot of time going against Coach White and his teams at Albany State, so he did an amazing job down there. And he actually did some really good things at Benedict, you know. And, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to do uh, when I first got there is just, just kind of, you know, re- rejuvenate the, the team and rejuvenate the, the community in terms of, of their uh, drive and their passion for Benedict College football. You know, our president – Dr. Rosner Artis, she's been amazing through the process. And, uh, you know, you need a supportive administration to be able to support your vision. Uh, and uh, also uh, get a lot of support from our athletic director, uh, Mr. Willie Washington. So, you know, one of the things I just wanted to do is just change the mindset, change the culture of the program, you know, and get those guys believing in and chasing what we want to chase. And that's our A, B, C's, and D's. And that's we chase A's, B's, championships, and degrees. That's what we're all about. And, you know, we want to win not only in the classroom, but on the field as well. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Chenis Berry, head football coach of the Benedict College Tigers. Now, Coach, let me ask you about this. Um, coming from the SWAC, uh, FCS-level uh, program, uh, coming over to the SIAC, which, of course, is Division Two, we know that there is a, a difference in the um, allotment for scholarships. So uh, having been in the SWAC for the past few years, uh, how different is this going to be uh, with a limited number uh, of scholarships? Well, I mean, you know, for the Division Two, uh, our allotment is uh, for full scholarships, 36. So obviously an FCS program, 63. So I believe, you know, you have to do a good job of balancing and, and, and doing a good job of, of getting your scholarship situation together. And, and I'm fortunate to be at Benedict because we were able to uh, 
have a 33 out of the 36 scholarships. So, you know, I have some money to be able to work with. You know, you got to do a good job of breaking up the scholarships uh, with academic money, uh, financial aid, Pell Grant, and uh, also athletic money. So you got to do a good job of being creative and, and building your roster, you know, because you still want to have depth. You know, you still, our goal is still to have uh, between 100 and 115 players to provide depth and competition. So you have to do a good job of managing your budget and uh, making sure you still stay under budget, but also being able to provide a, a football team with competition and with depth. Absolutely. He is Chennis Berry, head football coach of the Benedict College Tigers. Coach, hold the line for me. We're up against the break. We will continue this conversation coming up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. (sighs) Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Willie Simmons, head football coach of the Florida A&M University Rattlers. Uh, how much do you think that the, the cancellation of the combine as well as those pro days uh, really hurt players like Ryan uh, from, from getting drafted? I think it had a profound uh, impact. You know, you look at this year, only six FCS football players were drafted. I mean, it's the lowest figure. Uh, I think the uh, stats I read was since 2003. So that's not even one per conference. And so uh, I think it's an average around between, you know, 15 to 20 guys per year from the FCS ranks that, that get drafted. And I think a lot of that comes from those guys who want to have great pro days. And let's say in Ryan's case, some of the guys that in our conference uh, or the swag, the, the chance to have the HBCU combine. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report yeah. with Rob Calloway. Come on, come on, come on. Here's a tune about the sunny name Renee that I met one day uh-huh. on my way back from John Jay. I'm peeping shorty as she's walking to the train. I tap her on the shoulders. Excuse me, miss, but can I get your name? She said, my name is Renee. I said, I got a whole lot to say. So may I walk you to your subway? She said, if you want. So yo, we started talking. I brought two francs and two drinks and we began walking. I had to see where that head was at. Cause the gear was mad fast. So we must chat about this and that. She told me what she was in school for. She wants to be a lawyer. In other words, shorty studies law. I'm telling shorty I'm a writer. And as she's looking for the token, she drops it back into the easy water. Covers her mouth with the name ring. I say, yo, don't sweat the technique, shorty rock. I do the same thing, but yet I use Philly blunts. She said I never dealt with Philly blunts because I heard that's for silly stunts. I said, nah, they burn slower. Right now I really don't know you, but maybe later on I can get to show you. A ghetto love is the law that we live by. Day by day I wonder why my shorty had to die. I reminisce over my ghetto princess every day. Give it up for my shorty, shorty. A ghetto love is the law that we live by. Day by day I wonder why my shorty had to die. I reminisce over my ghetto princess every day. Gave it up on my shorty, shorty, shorty. So now we're sitting on the 
train. Besides the fingernail, I surely got the hairdo with pain. Now understand she got flavor. A tough leather jacket with some jeans and the chain that the moms gave her. Got off the train about 6.34. She wasn't sure she had grub for the dog, so we hit the store. Went to the crib and turned the lights on. A mad magazine stand. A message to write on. A leather couch stereo system with crazy CDs. Understand, kid, she got cheese. She said she's do what you want. She said I'm going to feed the dog. I said, all right, well, I'm a rollers blunt. She came back with stretch pants and a ponytail, a t-shirt. Hey, yo, fam, I got a tenderoni girl. We're sitting on the couch chatting. We're smoking blunts off the balcony. We're staring at Manhattan. She started feeling on my chest. I started feeling on the breast. And there's no need for me to stress the rest. Hey, yo, I got myself a winner. We sparked the blunt before we ate. And the blunt after we ate dinner. She had a tattoo. She only wanted to go to see. But first, turn the lights and turn up the Joe to see. I'm like, whatever, shorty rock. We could swing it like that. Cause on the real, this is where it's at. A ghetto love is the law that we live by. I woke up the next day on the waterbed and letters on the pillow and this is what the letter said. It said, cheeks, I be home around two. You was deep in your sleep, so I didn't want to bother you. I left my number for shorty to call me later. Got dressed, smoked the blunt, and then I bounced towards the elevator. I got the beep around three. I'm asking shorty, what's up with you? She's asking, what's up with me? And now we've been together for weeks. Candlelight, dinner with my shorty, crack a 40 with my naughty freaks. Hey man, I've never been in love. But every time I'm bursting in and out of state, it's shorty that I'm thinking of. I'm hanging out with my crew. I get the beep from Renee, because Renee uses slow too. But yet I'm chatting with her mom too. She says Renee's been shot, so cheeks me. Me up at St. Louis. I jumps on the bandwidth. I gotta make it there quick. Hey, yo, this shit is getting mad thick. Not even thinking of the phone nine. I'm doing the buckle because of fuck. I'm smoking boom and the whole nine. I gotta see what's going on. And by the time I reach the hospital, they tell me Mr. Cheeks remains gone. I'm pouring it out for my shorty who ain't here. I'm from the ghetto. So listen, this is how I shed my tears. A ghetto love is the law that we live by. Day by day, I wonder why my shorty had to die. I reminisce over my ghetto princess every day. Give it up for my shorty, shorty. Ghetto love is the law that we live by. Man, why they had to do Renee like that, man? 1996, a good damn year for music, man. It's the Lost Boys with Renee right here on the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Cinco de Mayo 2020. I hope those libations are flowing. But remember, libations in moderation. All right, just remember that. That's that's the motto for tonight. Libation in moderation. <laughs> now if you've missed any episode of the HBCU report going back the past few weeks don't forget you can go back and relive any moment of any episode on demand 24-7 via Spreaker iHeartRadio the TuneIn Radio app Apple Podcasts Spotify and Google Podcasts alright now before we went to break we were uh, chopping it up with Chennis Berry the first year head coach at Benedict College so coach you know I know you took this job in February um, just a few weeks before the whole COVID-19 pandemic uh, became a thing. So how was your job hampered initially uh, because of the pandemic? Well, you know, our philosophy is, you know, you have to adapt and overcome. So, you know, once I was hired after signing day, uh, which was February 11th, my, the, the day I was hired, uh, you know, my thing is the first thing I wanted to do was be able to assemble a staff. 
you know, and make sure that, you know, once we understand, we got like-minded individuals that believe in the same philosophy and the process and, and, and investing in our kids and uh, first and foremost. And then, you know, once we did that, we wanted to hit the ground running with recruiting. So, you know, I think with, with the recruiting piece, you know, we came in and tried to just establish our identity and what we wanted. And then that was halted with the COVID-19. So with COVID-19, it froze us to not be able to do any recruiting until April the 15th. So now that it's open, we were able to sign uh, 24 uh, new student athletes to Benedict College at the moment. We're tr still trying to sign about 30 student athletes uh, to add to the young men that we have currently on the roster. And in terms of the guys that we currently have on the roster, that's the core of our team anyway. You know, when we first came in, uh, we had about a month, a month and a half with those guys before this COVID-19 deal started. And uh, we were able to really just change the mindset and get those guys believing. So, you know, some of the things we wanted to incorporate is just myself, first and foremost, being more visible on the campus. I wanted to hit financial aid, admissions, housing, cafeteria, and just build relationships in the campus community first, from the fraternities and sororities, just to registrar's office, everything that we can do there. Because Benedict's a big, proud family. You know, one thing that our president does a good job of, she, she really talks about the best of BC. Well, we put the BC and HBCU, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we're just fortunate to be at a place that we have a great administrative staff. It really believes in what we're trying to do. So when we talk about controlling the controllables, uh, you know, I had no control of them when we were asked to go home uh, on March the 12th. And uh, once they shut the deal down, you know, my thing is we wanted to try to uh, provide as much normalcy as possible with our young men and with our coaching staff. So we've been continuously having Zoom meetings daily as a coaching staff. We still have academic meetings uh, for our at-risk students uh, in terms of our coaching staff segments, uh, segment coaches to their individual players. We have team meetings uh, uh, weekly with our players as well. So we've been trying to provide as much normalcy as possible to our young men. And I tell our guys all the time, you know, uh, we have full control of what we're doing as BC Tigers. We have no idea what, what Allen University is doing, what, what Fort Valley, what, what Miles College. We have no idea what they're doing, but we have full control of what we're doing, and we're going to do all we can do to put ourselves in position uh, to win in the classroom, and, and it's going to set us up to win on the football field as well. Very good. Now, you mentioned uh, that you all were able to start back recruiting on April 15th. Uh, were you all able to, to benefit from the the – NCAA doing away with the ACT, SAT for incoming freshmen? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we, we were able to, first of all, we signed some really good student athletes. You know, most of the guys that we, uh, majority, 95% of the guys that already reached the, the core minimum in terms of the core classes in the, in the test score. But we had a couple, one or two guys that, you know, fell below that. But with the uh, NCAA granting the, the ability to be able to get in uh, school, not only admissions-wise, but to be eligible as well, uh, that really benefited us with, you know, maybe one or two of the guys. But and it, it definitely, in a nutshell, it did help us. But, you know, for the most part, most of our student athletes uh, were already qualified Division II-wise in terms of their core classes and their SAT and ACT scores. Now, I've been asking all the coaches this, and I'm, i got to ask you too. Are you prepared to coach an entire football season with not one fan in the stands? Hmm. That's tough, <laughs> you know, because our fans drive us, you know. Right. Uh, we, we have a amazing band and band director, and our band gets us juiced up and, 
you know, you get your fans in the stands and get excitement. Uh, so, so to answer your question, man, it'll be definitely different, something that we've never experienced before. But, you know, as football coaches, man, we just want to play the game, man. We want to compete. We want to get after that opponent with a different color jersey on. So to answer your question, if we were if we were had to play that way, we would. But we show show like to have that band rocking in the stand. Man, I'm a product of HBCU ball. Man, I've been coaching and playing HBCU ball for the last 29 years. When you talk about four years as a player and 25 years as a coach, man, so just having that juice coming from the stands, man, it's just unknown, man. And I'll tell you what, man, you, it's hard to, hard to replace that, man. So we'll have to adapt and overcome if it happens, but. We sure, we sure, sure like to have those people in the stands and, and our support of alumni and administration and student body and things of that nature, man. The fans are important. That's our 12th man. Absolutely, absolutely. He is Chenis Berry, uh, head football coach, the brand new football coach at Benedict College, about to hit the Tigers into uh, the upcoming season. Uh, so, Coach, before I let you go, what are you looking forward to the most uh, about the, the upcoming season? Tell you what, our, our young men, you know, our student athletes have been amazing since, you know, I was hired on February 11th. I mean, their attitudes have been infectious. They really believe, they really want to uh, have have structure, organization, discipline, and accountability, and they, they really want to be successful. So I, I'm just happy for them. I'm just happy for them in a nutshell, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I you know, I keep talking about our administration because they are really amazing. From our president to our vice president of enrollment management, Dr. Lamont, you know, he's awesome. Dr. Smith, our chief of staff, these these people are awesome. Our admissions officers, they're awesome. Financial aid, I mean, just the whole student body and the whole campus community have been fabulous. So, you know, they're, they're, they're excited about having a winning program, and we just want to do our part and making sure our guys do what they're supposed to do in the classroom and in the community and uh, just representing our, uh, our alumni of Benedict College to the best of our ability and giving them something to be proud of in HBCU football. Very good. He is Chenis Berry, head football coach of the Benedict College Tigers. Coach Berry, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you right around media days, okay? Absolutely, absolutely man. Go Tigers. All right, great stuff right there from Chenis Berry, ushering in a new day. And Benedict College football is going to happen this fall, man. One way or the other, with fans or no fans, some football is going to happen. Please believe that. (laughs) Please believe that. All right, so before we get up out of here, man, ESPN uh, recently put up – they've been doing it because they've been trying to stay creative and relevant during the the pandemic. But they they put up an article, and I want to say they did it today. But they they ranked the top 74 – jerseys in NBA history and of course it was some really ugly jerseys in NBA history it's been some really cool ones too and when I talk about cool what about the Purple Rain Minnesota Timberwolves joint right Uh, also the uh, Miami Heat and the whole the Vice collection the entire Miami Vice collection is banging how about the uh, Toronto Raptors their original jersey with the dinosaur on it right really 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 hot and so it, it made me think I and this is how crazy life is. I was thinking, I was like, hmm, I wonder what people's favorite uniforms are of all time. Then I get on social media, that was yesterday, and I see that Stephen Gaither of 
the the holy grail of HBCU sports, HBCUGameDay.com, had actually created a thread on Twitter where he was showcasing uh, all of these jerseys that were created uh, by Russell Athletics for HBCUs back in the day. And so, uh, you know, I was like, well, maybe I'm on, on the right path, okay? Maybe I'm on the right path. So uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to put it on social media coming up this evening. And Thursday, it will be the HBCU Report question of the day. What are your favorite three jerseys of all time? It doesn't matter what sport. Football, basketball, baseball. It could be pro. It could be collegiate. What are your top three jerseys of all time? And we're going to put that on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. So make sure you participate. All right. All hearts and minds clear, ladies and gentlemen. We good? Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, that'll about do it for another edition of the HBCU Report. I'd like to thank tonight's guest, Chennis Berry, head football coach, Benedict College. And of course, I'd like to thank you, the listener, because without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Hey, tomorrow's not promised, ladies and gentlemen. So guess what? We've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. Gone. Sitting on the floor to be a hey. Things is feeling good today. I'm told up from the floor. Sipping on some crown roll chips. In the circle of wood where everybody's going to stay on. But good old hey. How'd you feel today? Fine, bloating candy. Still like I'm hype on candy. Got a big, thick chick named Sandy. In the farm in the middle of the where everybody's I went to visit Granny's house, never see why don't nobody leave me constantly, constantly, constantly smoking bees. Too blitz to even shake it up, but still I got my head up. Go off and go in the back of the barn and get my big black key to suck. That's the hate, you silly slug. Blaze it up so I can hit that bug. Get me zone and I be on, cause I love to smoke a bone.